welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today I'll be your host. Today's show we're actually talking about the NFL free agency here. And uh, before I actually jump into the content, I first and foremost want to thank Anchor for being our platform here, which is actually Spotify Podcasts. I want to go ahead and thank the sponsors out there who have put sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have actually chimed in on a week-to-week basis here to help us drive content to the show. So without further ado, let us go ahead and jump into the content, guys, where we exclusively are talking about the NFL free agency here and some of the big signings here, uh, as well as my theory of where Lamar Jackson will actually go here. So let us go ahead and, and start off, I think, by kind of just noting that I feel like the rich have gotten richer and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I think both of those franchises have gotten a lot better. And starting with the San Francisco 49ers, going out there and getting Hardgrove, the defensive lineman over here from the Philadelphia Eagles here, I think that this is going to make their defense just that much more better. Um, I didn't really necessarily know um, you know, where Javon Hargrove was going to go here, but you're talking about a Pro Bowl defensive tackle here to go along with an elite defense here who has signed an $84 million deal here, and that is going to be for $40 million in guaranteed money here. It's no secret here that San Francisco was really good at defense here. Obviously, I think they just ran into a situation there where essentially they just ran out of gas uh, offensively there with their quarterback being hurt and everything else. But, uh, you know, this is putting the 49ers right back in the midst and the championship conversation here. I think the only question there is, will they get what they're looking for from Trey Lance? Uh, I feel like that they put a lot of emphasis into Trey Lance. I'm not sure if Trey Lance is this player that, uh, you know, that Shanahan has gone out and got. I will say that the last time that I've seen Shanahan take this type of risk at quarterback, uh, it reminds me of what um, him and his father, Mike Shanahan, did when they took RG3. And RG3 obviously was the rookie of the year when he did play. Uh, he got injured, and it was really never the same again. So it's a possibility that Trey Lance could be a hit. I mean, these guys definitely know quarterbacks for sure. Um, and obviously, they're accustomed to getting the championship situation. So I think that that's the one thing kind of um, kind of waning, I think, on the 49ers series. Where is their quarterback situation? And speaking of their quarterback situation here... Um, How about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has now moved on and he has signed with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders here. So I think that this is a situation where, uh, to me, I don't think that the Raiders got any better, um, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I think that what we're going to see now is we're going to see how good Jimmy Garoppolo actually is because... The Raiders do not run the football as much as the San Francisco 49ers. And I think that they probably don't run the ball as much as the Patriots did when he was with the Patriots. So this is going to be an interesting situation. I know they just traded off De'Aaron Waller here, but they still have Hunter Renshaw there. They still have Devontae Adams here. And I would expect that 
Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be expected to throw the football down the field here. Now, they signed him for about $63 million or so here. I'm thinking what the Raiders are thinking here is that they're probably going to go ahead and actually um, perhaps try to rebuild a defense here that um, is definitely, um, you know, just it's reeling at this point in time, to say the least. I mean, you know, they lost Cleo Mack there. Um, you know, I, I certainly think that there's some holes in the secondary here as well. And I just feel like, you know, the Raiders now have to say to themselves, okay, we have now saved a little bit of money here at quarterback play, and we've kind of done a little bit of a patchwork. But I think defensively now, they're going to have to go out here and they're going to have to try to figure out a way to get better uh, as a team defensively because I think that that's where the real hole is. And then also, too, you know, for Josh Jacobs, who is just now franchise tag here, they're going to rely a lot on Josh Jacobs here. Uh, this is a situation where Jimmy is coming into um, a situation where there's not a dual running back situation and there's only Josh Jacobs. And, you know, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's one of the smaller backs in the league, uh, kind of like Austin Eckler, you know, and, and not saying that the strength is not there, but, you know, the durability, I think, is going to be questioned there because I think that they're going to rely a lot, and I'm saying a lot, on Josh Jacobs. I know he had a career year last year. I know he, he wanted to have the career year to go ahead and try to get the bag, obviously, here, but... Um, you know, I, I think that this is a situation here where, you know, they've got to try to figure something out here uh, moving forward. I think defensively, and they need to probably go out there and get them another running back. Uh, another thing here that I want to throw out there is I, I initially started the show here with how the Chiefs and 49ers got better. How about the Chiefs going out here and actually getting them a solid offensive lineman here? Um, getting Jawan Taylor, actually, who's been very solid here to re to replace Orlando Brown Jr. at the left tackle here. Um, wow. You, you know, I think that this was a stellar move for them. Uh, I think that when you look at Patrick Mahomes, I think the number one thing that you want to do with Patrick Mahomes is you want to keep him upright. Obviously, if you keep him upright and in a comfortable situation, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to eat you up here. So I think that this is a terrific start for the Kansas City Chiefs to go out here and, and lock him up. You know, I think that one of the things that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to do here now is they need to go out and I think still address the wide receiver standpoint. Yes, they're probably going to keep Juju shoot or Juju, excuse me. Um, they're going to keep Juju. Um, but I think that they need to do a little bit more uh, than just keeping um, Juju. I think that they're going to have to go out there and, and actually get somebody to go along with Juju, um, you know, as a viable wide receiver one. And not saying that Juju didn't show, show signs of what he did with, with Pittsburgh here, but I think that they've got to go out there and they've got to find somebody else here uh, to compliment them, you know. Like a guy like Robert Woods, I think would have been a terrific fit for them. Um, a guy that works the middle of the field, a guy that's been durable when he's out there. I think that that certainly would have been something that 
I can see the Kansas City Chiefs going to here. But it's quite interesting to me that when I read the reports here that there are a lot of players that are actually reaching out to Kansas City. So I'm really curious to see what they have. You know, obviously they have a lot of draft picks and a lot of draft capital that they got back in the Tariq Hill deal. So maybe they're going to go out there and address this um, at the draft time. Another team that seems to be making splashes here happens to be the Washington Commanders. And I thought that this was quite interesting here. They go out and they first franchise tag uh, De'Aaron Payne. And then they go out and sign him for four years, $90 million, And then $60 million is guaranteed here. And apparently, the interesting thing about this is that Washington has actually freed up about $26 million or something like that. And I think they're expected to free up some more. I did see where they just released J.D. McKissick, if I'm not mistaken, the running back here. And this kind of goes into my theory here that... I feel like the Washington Commanders are basically going ahead and they're keeping a strong defensive line here. I believe that they're banking on the fact that they're going to get Chase Young back and a healthy Chase Young. And he is going to be the Chase Young that has been the disruptor for them. And with that defense, I feel like you're in a lot of games. But the problem for Washington is always their offense here. Now, they've already gone out and gotten probably one of the highest caliber coordinators that there's been in several years with Eric Bieniemy, And now that you get Eric Bieniemy over from Kansas City, you already have Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson, which to me, probably if he didn't go down, we might have been talking about possibly the rookie wideout receiver of the year. He was outstanding. He definitely showed that he certainly had the strongest hands in the draft. Doesn't drop footballs at all. And showed that he could produce with two quarterbacks if you throw to him. Washington has a good running back in Gibson. They also have Brian Robinson on the roster as well. And so the one thing that sticks out now that you have the enemy over here, I think it makes perfect sense that Lamar Jackson is getting ready to get the highest guaranteed money in NFL history to be a Washington commander. I think that Dan Snyder is going to go out here. He is going to make history with guaranteed money here. And I think that this is going to be his parting way, so to speak, as he gets ready to head out of Washington. This is a guy that spent $100 million on Hainsworth, Albert Hainsworth, a defensive lineman from Tennessee, was the first $100 million deal here. And I think that this is going to be an epic contract. I think that Washington makes a lot of sense here for Lamar Jackson. I think that, you know, if anybody is willing to go all in on a quarterback, it is going to be the Washington Commanders and I think quietly what they have done is downplayed the fact that they are really believing in Sam Howell which to me when I looked at his tape I haven't seen enough Um, given the fact that he was terrific when he was at North Carolina I get it he did play with some very good playmakers here 
Obviously, he has some playmakers at his disposal here. Um, but Washington is doing something, okay? They've already let Heineke go. It, uh, apparently, he's signing with Atlanta. So that closes the door on Lamar Jackson going there. And then you think about the fact that they have already released Carson Wentz here. And so right now, you just have sound Sam Howe on the roster here. Um, I'm not sure if he's ready. And I think that a Lamar Jackson move um, makes a lot of sense here. Now, I think that it would be disastrous in the sense that they're going to get him. It's going to be a big splash. I don't think they're going to win any divisional championships here. Um, now, that could all change. I think that it starts with management, obviously, and it would start with ownership change as well. Washington is one of the most dysfunctional franchises in all of sports history, in my opinion. So, even if they get Lamar Jackson, unless they clean house going up into management, this is going to be a disastrous deal for Lamar Jackson. And it sucks to say that being a Washington fan. And also, too, I like Lamar Jackson. I want to see his success in the NFL here. I think he deserves all the money for sure. He certainly has shown he has the arm strength. He can make all the throws necessary here. And that was given the small amount of wide receivers that he played with uh, in the sense to me, in my opinion, I feel like that Baltimore never really got a legit number one for him. If he comes over to Washington, he has legit number ones and guys that he can throw the football to uh, along with a good backfield and not saying that Baltimore didn't have a good backfield because they had an excellent backfield, but this backfield, I, I think, is is definitely geared to go along with Lamar Jackson here. So that's just my theory there. I think Lamar Jackson becomes a Washington commander. Uh, next up here, I, I think this is intriguing here, but how about Austin Eckler saying that he requests permission to seek a trade if a long-term extension is not met here? And so when I look at this, this echoes a lot of what happened with Melvin Gordon here. He obviously was a change in pace back behind Melvin Gordon, but has proved that he actually is the main guy here. And in Austin Eckler's defense here, he has guys like Alvin Kamara making more money than him, Dalvin Cook here, and then now Tony Pollard is going to make more money than him, along with Ezekiel Elliott. And when you look at Austin Eckler, I think he was only, you know, 13th as far as uh, running back ratings or something like that or usage. I don't know how it worked, but all I know is Austin Eckler scores touchdowns, man. Uh, led the league with 20 touchdowns in 2021. 20, uh, um, led the league with 18 touchdowns in 2022. You know, he caught a career high 107 passes last year. Um, you know, even though he only tallied uh, 722 yards there. He still rushed for 915, averaging about 4.5 yards per carry here. And I think Austin Eckler is a guy that you must pay here. He's entering his last year of his contract, which is he's set to make about 6.25 million in base salary here. I certainly think that he has done a lot here to go out there and certainly earn the bag here. And he has been the Chargers' most productive player. You look at Keenan Allen, 
Yes, he's sure-handed. He's terrific. He's missed a lot of time with injury. Mike Williams has been dynamic, but he's been injury-prone as well. Uh, Justin Herbert has been trending up. Uh, He has been hurt as well. And I think this is a situation here where you got to look at this and you got to say to yourself, like, all right, where's the other option at at this point in time? You know, what could we get back for him? And to be honest with you, I don't know if you're going to get a caliber running back any better than Austin Eckler there. He's a fantasy uh, god when it comes to running backs here. I wish I would have had him. He certainly was the guy on my championship league. Uh, so, you know, Austin Eckler is a guy that I think you have to go out there. you got to sign him. They've already restructured some contracts here. I think you sign him for the big money. And you also go out there and you get him some help as well. I, I think that it would do the Chargers um, a, a lot. It, it would be beneficial for him and beneficial for the Chargers as well if they could get somebody to go along with Eckler who maybe can be a bit more uh, of a pounder um, instead of putting Austin Eckler out there for every down roll, man, I think that they're kind of wearing him down here. I think to go ahead and make sure that the tires stay fresh, especially in the playoffs, I think you get another back here, and the Chargers have yet to really find that. Um, next up here, let's shift focus here and let's look over to what the Cowboys, I think, initially did today here. Reportedly, they have landed Stefan Gilmore in a trade with the Colts here um, in this situation. And so uh, I, I look at this and I say to myself, like, okay, so, you know, Stefan Gilmore is certainly going to be a great fit here. I think he goes with an already talented defense here. And they traded him for a 2023 fifth round um, pick here. And so. I I like it in the sense here. Here's a guy that has posted two interceptions. Uh, He had 11 passes defended in 66 tackles in 16 games here in his single game here with or single season, excuse me, with the coach here. Um, You know, he was the ninth best cornerback here. When you look at the, I guess, the pro football numbers here, which is not bad here. Um, You know, and you pair that again with Trayvon Diggs over here. They've already got a talented linebacker crew. It looks like that they're going to be able to hold on to Vanderish here. Um, You know what you have with Micah Parsons as well. So I feel like the Rich got a lot richer there offensively here. But I think the one thing for the Cowboys, for me, that I'm kind of looking at here, they've got to try to figure out a way to get the wide receiver room a lot better here. I think they gave the keys to CeeDee Lamb. I'm not saying that CeeDee Lamb didn't have a good year here, but I think that CeeDee Lamb showed that um, he wasn't Amari Cooper, okay? And I think that the Cowboys missed Amari Cooper a lot more than they let on at this point in time. And Amari Cooper actually had a great year, I think, with Cleveland, uh, even though that they split a couple different quarterbacks before they got Deshaun Watson out there. So, Uh, I expect his production to kind of go up here, but I think that that's one thing the Cowboys have got to figure out here. Obviously, they still have unsigned talent here with Dalton Schultz as well, you know, trying to figure that out. Uh, They went ahead and franchise tagged Tony Pollard. I just talked about that. And so, you know, that's that's my consideration with Dallas. Dallas has got to kind of look out and they've got to try to figure out what they're going to do offensively here to try to get Dak Prescott some more help 
And then I think that they're going to eventually have to try to figure out what they want to do with um, Ezekiel Elliott. Because with Ezekiel Elliott, you look at how much money he's made. The production is certainly kind of dipped down a little bit more. And I, I think that that's definitely interesting moving forward for the Cowboys and what they're going to do here. Um, so with that being said, I, I mean, these are a, a little bit of the kind of the free agency things that have kind of happened thus far. Um, De'Aaron, Wall, De'Aaron Waller for the um, Las Vegas Raiders formerly uh, traded over to New York here. Uh, this is another thing that actually happened today here. Um and I, I was texting with somebody here about this deal, and I'm not necessarily sure that uh, this is going to be a great deal for the Giants here. Um, I think for what um, for what Daniel Jones needs here, I think that they're going to need a guy that's going to catch 80 to 100 footballs here for this to be a main weapon here for Daniel Jones here. Now, I I know that the draft is still coming up. They still are looking to probably go out there and add some more talent here at the wide receiver position. So certainly I'm thinking that, um, you know, this could certainly help out a lot if there's more wide receiver talent. But to say that Waller is going to be say um, a Dallas Gollard t- or Galbert tight end or like um, Mark Anthew or Andrews for the Ravens excuse me can't get that out to say he's going to be a main kind of tight end or have a resurgent um, you know kind of like an Ingram from the Jaguars kind of year I don't see that happening you know he there's a guy that's kind of slowed down with injuries and things like that and you know, they're already saying that the Giants who finished at nine and seven are only maybe expected to win about seven to eight games here. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I think that <coughs> Waller is far removed from a Pro Bowl season here. So I think that this is a tough situation here. It's a big gamble for the Giants here. And I think that they're going to still have to kind of go out here and find some more weapons here for Daniel Jones in order to be uh, effective here. How about another kind of free agent restructuring signing is that Michael Thomas has actually reported to agree to a one-year $10 million restructured contract here for the Saints here. So to me, Chris Alave is the guy with the Saints here. Um, man, I, I remember when Michael Thompson was just a straight beast. I'm talking about that post route was automatic, guaranteed first down. I'm not sure if Michael Thompson has that ability anymore. He did score a couple touchdowns here last season, uh, but he was actually shut down again due to injuries to the feet. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I mean, he had 16 receptions, 171 yards, and three touchdowns here. Here's a guy. He's a 30-year-old wideout. You know, he's kind of getting up there. He has not really performed at that five-year, $100 million contract that he finished uh, or really signed after his 2019 and finished his Offensive Player of the Year, uh, leading with 149 yards or 149 receptions, excuse me, 
uh, which led to 1,725 yards. Gosh, there was a lot of caught footballs there. So, yeah, I don't see that Michael Thompson is going to come back to that. Um, you know, at best, it, it would be great if he becomes a good wide receiver too here. You know, with Derek Card having that uh, possibility here. But I think the Saints are in some real trouble because when you look at the legal trouble of Alvin Kamara and what happened at last year's Pro Bowl, he, Alvin Kamara really factors in a lot of what the Saints like to do, screen passes, running the ball. Uh, essentially, he's almost at times been like a wide receiver one. And you're missing a good chunk of your offense here. The Saints have never shown to be balanced with Alvin Kamara outside of the lineup here. And so, I, I mean, it's... It's interesting to see what happens. Obviously, you know, legally they got to let some stuff play out. And then the NFL will obviously make its decision as well. But, you know, if he misses four to six games here, the Saints are going to be in trouble, especially if they have to depend on Michael Thompson uh, primarily to go along with Chris Olave here. So I think that's an interesting restructuring there. Um, and then... Next up here, how about the Eagles will be getting back James Bradbury here, three-year, $38 million deal here. And Bradbury is the cornerback here who did get the holding call there late in the Super Bowl here. Um, you know, and here's a guy that, you know, when you look at it, I think that James Bradbury is an outstanding cornerback. Uh, I think it was just one bad play there, which was a good call. By the way, it was a great run route there. And, you know, hey, it, it was probably going to be a big play if he didn't hold him. So um, it, nothing to take away from James Bradbury. I certainly think that, you know, he deserves the money. I think that the Eagles had to make this deal, especially after they have lost um, a huge defensive piece in the middle. Uh, they did get Brandon Graham back there. Uh, as well, I believe they still have Fletcher Cox under contract as well. So, you know, the Eagles are, are, are doing a great job here. And you knew that they were going to be in this situation moving forward, uh, especially with the fact that, you know, hey, they had just happened to win the Super Bowl. People were going to get higher contracts and things like that. You know that was going to happen here. Um, next up here, you have the, the uh, Rodgers deal the Aaron Rodgers deal and the fact that the Jets are looking to possibly go after uh, some of their wide receivers that he's actually played with um, in Alan Lazard and then also to Randall Cobb here and reportedly here the Jets are looking to possibly sign Odell Beckham Jr. as well now I don't know how logical this is the Jets have been good the Jets were good last year obviously I think they needed a quarterback and I think that the Jets are going to get a quarterback with um, Aaron Rodgers coming over there I did lead off my video podcast which you can catch on YouTube if you go to Real Talk Sports with Rico, you can you can see that episode, which we do put out a visual podcast, which is different from this podcast. Um, you know, and I really talked about the fact that 
it makes a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers to be a Jet, and it feels like a lot of what happened with Brett Favre when he left town at the end of the day. And I think Brett Favre was really weighing between retirement and playing. And I think Aaron Rodgers is weighing between staying and then retiring as well. Uh, I think it's more so at this point in time, it might be retirement. Um, you know, I don't know if he ever really got over the fact of the of what they did with Jordan Love. And the Packers seem to have waning confidence here with Jordan Love. They feel like he is the future. Um, I didn't see it in the one game that he did play. He did look a lot better in the preseason last year, a lot more comfortable. And so maybe he is ready. If anybody would know if a quarterback is ready, it's Green Bay. Green Bay has done this thing right for a decade or two. So I do respect Green Bay. If Green Bay is saying that Jordan Love is the guy and they're ready to move on, then Jordan Love is is the guy and he's ready to go. And I think it makes a whole bunch of sense for um, Aaron Rodgers to move over to the Jets. Stellar defense there. Uh, Brees Hall, I think, was probably on pace to be rookie of the year. Might have been one of the best running backs in the draft class had he not got hurt there. Um, that went over to the Seattle uh, youngster there, Walker. <coughs> so, at the end of the day here, Aaron Rodgers has got good pieces. He's in a division where he can compete. He's in a division where he could possibly get out there and, and maybe win it. Um, but would they get Odell Beckham back? I don't know. It makes sense because he did start his career in New York. I don't know if he's a guy that wants to play outside at this point in time in the cold weather with that knee you know it sounds like he might want to move to a place where if he is going to go to the cold weather like Buffalo it makes a lot of sense there because you know he's playing with Von Miller he's also playing in a situation where those guys might be closer to the Super Bowl so that's all I'm saying I think that that might make a lot of sense there for Odell Beckham and so with that being said guys um now, I think that is today's show here, you know, kind of going over some of these signings here as of late. Um, not too many things have been, like I said, uh, super, super out there just yet. Um, I did see some quarterbacks kind of move here a little bit. Uh, basically, Sam Darnold um, has moved on here to the 49ers to back up Trey Lance. Um you know, for sure. So we saw that it looks like that the Colts are expected to release Matt Ryan. Um, certainly understand that 13 interceptions in a career high, 15 fumbles last year. Talk about a tough year. Um, so yeah, I, I understand that move there, but, um, you know, I think that if anybody is to make some plays here, I think the bears are certainly a team that a lot of people are watching here to see if the bears are going to go out here and start to address some of their offensive woes here. Uh, they've already kind of gone out there and gotten them a linebacker here and gotten a little bit stronger defensively here. But the question for them, I think that they've got to find a running back. Uh, they've also got to find some wide receivers here. So maybe the kid Zay Flowers will be there for them um, at the pick that they have. Uh, you know, the kid out of Boston College, I think he makes a lot of sense here. 
Um, at running back, I, I think it's another place too where you could possibly wait to the draft here. But I think that they've got to move on from Dave Montgomery here and get a little bit more dynamic back there to help out Justin Fields. And I've already told you guys the home run is going to be before the season starts, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. Hey guys, make sure that you go out and you watch March Madness tomorrow. Had a chance to look at some of the games today. Epic. Um, the first four games are the play-in games to essentially go ahead and get us down to the round of 64, I believe. Um, one of my most favorite times of the year is March Madness here. I like the Bruins in a lot of different ways here out there. Certainly like Jaime Jaquez out there. Um, like Tiger, or Tiger Carter out there as well. Um, these guys are definitely tough. I think that essentially, you know, UC, UCLA basketball here is going to be uh, a tough out here. So I can't wait to see uh, those guys play here. But I think it is going to be an exciting, an exciting, an exciting uh, March Madness here. And also, too, I got a chance to look over the, and excuse me, Tiger Campbell. Tiger Campbell, the uh, the point guard for UCLA. But um, I cannot wait to see actually Alabama play. I got a chance to watch them over the weekend here. And uh, man, this Brandon Miller kid, he's really good. I can see why he is going to be, I think, the number two pick in the draft here. I, I'm very, very interested in watching them play a little bit more here. Uh, I think starting Thursday night they play here. So definitely get a chance uh, to check that guy out there. But a lot of good teams out there um, in March Madness. And hopefully we get a chance to kind of run it, uh, run over the tournament here before we actually kind of uh, jump into the, the slate of games. We'll definitely be talking about that in our upcoming show here, I believe. Round one should be complete by the time we do our next show here. Um, and be looking for the video podcast, which will be coming up here this week as well. Again, we'll be diving a little bit more into the Lamar Jackson uh, signing here with Washington. I'll be talking a bit more about the NBA here as we move into the last 10 games of the season here. Um, very impressed, actually, with Memphis here actually staying tough, uh, even though they have a lot of people out uh, continuing to stay and hold position in the West. I didn't think that they'd be able to do it, but they've been able to do it. So definitely want to talk about them. Want to talk about Golden State and how well that they've looked at home, what they would need to do to actually advance back to the finals. So we'll be talking about those different things. And how about the Lakers? They've been holding it down as well without LeBron James. Anthony Davis has been healthy. Um, seeing a lot of, uh, of, of uh, impressive games here from their young pieces here. So uh, definitely be talking about all that. So let me go ahead and thank uh, Spotify Podcasts, which is Anchor for being our platform. Let me thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show, the fans out there who have chimed in on a week-to-week basis. Uh, this is Rico with Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show. Take care.